Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode here. Um, my apologies, it's been, it's been some time since I recorded something here for you guys. Uh, for those new people who have been listening, I thank you so much for doing so, really appreciate it. Anyhow, let's fire off into some tech news. Tech news for everybody! So, um, well, it looks like that Duo finally got group calling available. I just tried it out this morning, and it is working flawlessly at this point. I haven't noticed any bugs at all whatsoever. I have not experienced any issues, any crashes, any of that stuff. It's been doing fine. And, um... Yeah, so it's it's been a while. I mean, I think I posted a video on YouTube where I was talking about it, and I was like, hey, where's group calling for Duo? I mean, we're missing this feature. I would like to have this feature because I would love to be able to video call with multiple people. And now it's finally available. Um, so you might want to check your Duo app and see if it's been updated. If not, update your app if it's available in the App Store or Play Store. Um and you can definitely try it out. It's pretty interesting. Um, if you're wondering how the display looks when you are in a video call, obviously, if you have four people, it's going to be divided four ways. If you have three people, then the um, the main caller or yourself, you know, if you initiated the call, your window would be at the bottom. And then the recipients, there will be one on the left, one on the right, on the top. So um, divided three ways, basically. But um, it works out. I haven't tried exactly how many people that you can um, keep in one group call, but I'm, th- I'm thinking that is, as it's been said before, it's going to be five people that you'll be able to uh, group group call with, which is great. Um, very great, very interesting. Um, yeah, I just I just gotta say. So if you've been waiting for this feature, it's actually now available, and um, I would definitely say take a look. So moving on, uh, <laughs> if you guys can hear it in my tone, the way that I am. Um, Tech news goes really, really, really fast, and it's pretty interesting to see where people are at right now, but I am actually kind of happy that people are like super focused on the OnePlus 7 Pro. Uh, OnePlus 7 Pro uh, made its debut, and every tech tuber is talking about it, but um, you know what? Here's the interesting thing about it, and I don't follow the herd, so I do apologize if I don't you know, blow smoke up the keisters of these guys, but is it me or is it that every major tech tuber just has to be the same, like, like the same mind, the same thought? Like, does anyone ever really have an original thought anymore? Or are they all afraid to go against the grain? Now, I'm not trying to throw shade or be mean towards all these guys, but, you know, I watched an interesting video today and, um, yeah, they were talking about the, the OnePlus 7 Pro versus the Pixel 3a, which I already knew that that was going to be the topic discussion because the Pixel 3a just came out last week and OnePlus 7 Pro is out this week. And the OnePlus 7 will be out later on this year. So I already knew that the most recent device to hit the news and gain a lot of momentum, the Pixel 3a, would be the first device that they would put up against the OnePlus 7 Pro. Now, here's the thing. The OnePlus 7 Pro is officially a flagship device compared to its predecessors before it. So, you know, the, the OnePlus 1, the uh, you know, OnePlus 2, OnePlus 3, going on forward, uh, those devices have been what they call flagship killers because they're not flagship devices, but they are as 
powerful as a flagship device in those times. But now we're not even at that point. Now, now we're basically, um, the OnePlus is basically considered a flagship. Now, there are a couple of videos that are starting to circulate out there. One of them where they dunked the OnePlus 7 Pro in water. And um, they wanted to see if it actually has some form of water resistance or how long it would take for water to actually seep in into the internals of the phone and short out the motherboard and, you know, all that stuff. Um, you know, I mean, yeah, it, you know, it's the OnePlus 7 Pro. You know, like a lot of fans of OnePlus obviously are going bananas over it. Everyone has their... their um, their go-to company, you know, like there's there's diehard Samsung fans like the Samsung Knights who took an L, whether they like it or not, they took an L on the Galaxy Fold. You have to chalk it up to what it is, you know. And so One OnePlus fanatics are, are running around there and they're like, ah, OnePlus achieved it, all-screen display, cornered, uh, cornered edges, and um, yeah, hidden selfie camera that pops up motorized and... You know, like, hey, you know, it's, it's you know, we're, we're we're trying to get to that point, obviously, and I, and I say we, but technically, I'm not in that crowd. I personally don't care if there's bezels on the display, um, and 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 it's and it's quite odd and quite weird that that's what everybody really, really, really wants. And I'm like, okay, well, you know, to each his own, and so they have to make something for everybody. I just hope, I just hope that. Not every manufacturer is going to ditch bezels because there are people like me who are okay and like to have a little bit of bezels on my smartphone. I would like to have a place where my thumb could rest and not stress holding up a phone if I'm consuming media. Because the way that I feel right now, it almost seems like that, you know, you're going to have to depend on some form of like a micro selfie stick because you're going to want something to grip the, the, the side rails of the phone without touching the screen and those things would be the idea thing to make that accomplish and be able to hold the phone and consume media when you're sitting down or laying in bed at night whatever you tend to do with your smartphones uh, on your downtime um i I just i don't know i think it's (sighs) never mind what i think because i'm only one person you know everybody else thinks differently and i do respect that that's like one of the core fundamental things that I respect in the tech community is that everybody has a different thought and a different way of thinking. You know, I just don't like when people try to push their views onto me and say that I have to go with the crowd. Like, I have to like bezel-less displays. Like, no, I don't have to. Just like, you don't have to like bezels. But, you know, OnePlus definitely gave it a shot. We'll see how this, this pans out because we've had, you know, notches, companies that copied iPhone they have notches. And then we have the the punch the punch hole display Samsung, which um, seems like the Pixel Four is leaking to look like, but we'll get more into that here in a little while. Um, so OnePlus uh, OnePlus Seven Pro, you know, it's 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 here. But like, again, back to that video that I was talking about. Like every YouTuber is just like, oh, I'll go with the OnePlus Seven. Uh, I'll go with the OnePlus Seven Pro. Every one of them, I'll go with OnePlus Seven Pro. Um, trick question was thrown at uh, at another YouTuber, and they were asked which one would you recommend to your parents. And obviously, the um, the person went with the Pixel 3a, but not for what the Pixel 3a has, but just because of the price of the Pixel 3a, because it's 399 dollars, 
and the Pixel, oh, the Pixel, but the OnePlus 7 Pro is $669, and their parents is always looking for something cheaper. However, he did say that his parents are currently using a OnePlus device, so it's really a toss-up, but he would say Pixel 3a. Now, to me, is that really all that the Pixel 3a is really given? I mean, yes, you know, I've made countless videos on YouTube, and my last couple of podcasts has been talking about the Pixel 3a. Uh, if you guys want to call me a Pixel fanboy, then by all means do so. Uh, and I would agree with you guys. I'm a, I'm a Pixel fanboy. So be it. But, I mean, I, I, will not, I will not make excuses for the Pixel's shortcomings. If you guys catch my drift. So, am I a fanboy because I like Pixel devices? Yeah, I am. Am I one of those types of fanboys that if you tell me something that is a flaw with the Pixel 3 or the Pixel 3a or any of the Pixel devices, am I going to make excuses for it? No, I'm not. I would definitely admit to some of the Pixel shortcomings. Definitely. Um, But, I mean, when it comes to a a pure Google experience, I feel like you're only going to get that from the Pixel devices. You know, there are other devices that come close to it. There are other devices that choose to run stock Android, like Motorola devices, which is why I guess I gravitate towards Motorola as well. Because they are, you know, they are closest to it, in my opinion. But that would be the only reason why I'm a Pixel fan is just the the pure Google experience and the fact that I know I don't have to sit there and guess. I don't have to sit there and and email an OEM saying, hey, when is the next Android software update coming to my phone? I don't because I know my phone is going to get it for the next three years and possibly four. If you look at the pattern of the Pixel one, which should not have gotten Android Q, it's getting Android Q. So. Three years is what they say could be more. Um, But, you know, it's just, I just find it weird that, one, they would compare a flagship like like the OnePlus uh, 7 Pro to a mid-range Pixel 3a. I mean, it's just, yeah. And, And, of course, this phone just came out, and they're, like, interviewing each other at the event. Why wouldn't they say OnePlus 7 Pro at an event? I mean, how ridiculous can you be if you're going to be at an event you're invited to, given a review unit weeks prior to it being released to the public, and say that, you know, another phone is better than that? I mean, you know, you could seriously damage sponsorships and, and, um, and you know, and participation in, in, uh, in company teams just by pretty much crapping all over their new product. You know, so I mean, those things I don't really trust. I don't really trust those types of things, you know. I look for people that have real opinions and real thoughts. And um, there are several out there, and I respect their opinions, their real thoughts about it. And, and you know, um, it's enlightened me a little bit more to the uh, OnePlus 7 Pro. Will I be picking one up? No, I won't. I won't drop $669 on that phone just to do a review on it. Um, there's going to be countless reviews, which kind of leaves the the window open for me to continue to make more Pixel 3a videos until I've pretty much covered everything about this phone, and then I could move on to something else. Um, so yeah, should you guys go for the OnePlus 7 Pro? I would definitely say yes to that um, above getting, you know, uh, Samsung or you know, um, just any of the main flagships that are in the minds of everybody all around the world who 
just go for those types. I mean, because I like to go against the norms. I like to go against all that kind of stuff. And Samsung, while they make great phones, <clears throat> you know, they, it's just, yeah, I mean, they're hitting a thousand dollar barrier just like, you know, the iPhones did. So Samsung has no room to talk when it comes to stuff like that. So anyways, uh, the Pixel 4, leaked info on the Pixel 4 that went to Front Page Tech. If you guys watch Front, uh, front Page Tech, awesome to you guys. If you guys don't, you guys should definitely check them out. It's a very funny um, tech publication show that always has, you know, at least three topics in tech to talk about. So you guys definitely don't want to miss uh, John Prosser's videos. Um, they're pretty awesome. I love his videos. But anyhow, uh, so he talked about the Pixel 4 and that there's been leaked info that there will be no physical buttons on the Pixel 4. So while a lot of people were saying that, you know what, the Pixel 3a just came out this year. Pixel 3 came out last year. They should wait another year before the Pixel 4. Looks like we're getting the Pixel 4 this year also, which means that there will be a flagship and there will be a mid-range. And hopefully that pattern continues next year. We'll get the Pixel 4a and, and 4a XL or whatever they're going to call it. Um, however, no physical buttons on the Pixel 4. They are looking to basically have like these capacitive touch sensors on the side. Because I guess they are initially going to increase the... Um, the squeeze gesture functionality of the Pixel 4 for a certain idea. I'm not entirely sure why or, you know, what what, what exactly is going to happen with that. That's that's to be seen in the future as it comes along. Um, but kind of interesting that they're going to kind of do away with that. But one thing that comes to mind for me is that it makes it, you know, for water resistance, it makes it a bit better. In my opinion, it does, if you kind of think about it, because if there is no physical buttons, there is no cutout in the side rail of the device, which means that there's not a lot of areas that they would have to put, you know, any form of a uh, gasket to protect the area from allowing water to leak in. So that to me is, a, is you know, it's kind of interesting to see where that goes. However, I'm seeing a lot of leaked images, leaked renders of the Pixel 4. And I got to say, if this is the direction that Google's going to go with it, I will definitely pass on the Pixel 4. So there you guys go. You guys heard it right now. I just said it. If those renders that I've been seeing, and I'm going to describe them to you guys, are what the Pixel 4 is going to be, I am going to pass on getting the Pixel 4. So while I am a Pixel fanboy, doesn't necessarily mean I'm going to kiss every project that Google throws out for the Pixel and say it's it's a godly type phone. Because I think it's pretty idiotic and pretty stupid if they're going to follow the masses. Google has always been something that has strived to be different and has approved of being different. And I don't like the new renders. Like with the punch out, the, the punch hole screen... For dual cameras on the XL and single camera on the regular 4. And then dual cameras on the back. Like the Pixel 3 with a single camera shows that for still photos it can take good shots. It does not need to have a secondary sensor. So why are they going to throw one in? Is it just because people crap on the design? And the people that are crapping on the design are in my opinion the mindless herds that you know, get these phones and want it to be exactly the type of, of phone that they prefer from an OEM that they love. You know, I don't trust a lot of major reviewers just because I feel like they carry some form of being biased. Whereas, you know, you got to go into this with an unbiased opinion. So for them to even do that, and then it showed 
in the render that they're looking to do a in-display fingerprint sensor. To me, that's a big no-no. I like the fingerprint sensor on the back. I've listened to countless reviews that have complained about the Pixel having the, the, the uh, Pixel imprint on the back of the device. Like with the Pixel 3a, there were some reviewers who were talking about it. They're like, oh, they have this wasted space at the bottom bezel. They should have put a, a you know, fingerprint sensor there instead of on the back. Well, you know what? I, I think it works better on the back. My finger naturally rests there when I grab the phone out of my pocket. And when I hold it in my hand, my, my finger is there. If I want to unlock the phone quickly, I can do so. I don't have to reach my thumb down to the bottom and brace the phone to make sure it doesn't tip and fall and use my thumb to unlock the phone. Like So, you know, everyone has their preferences. Um, but at the end of the day, I, I'm not sold on the in-display fingerprint sensor. We all seen um, that fiasco with uh, the Galaxy devices. Uh, Max Lee from High on Android has had some issues with it, um, not working all the time. And uh, while other people, you know, which is weird too, because Max Lee is one of the people that I give a lot of respect to. You know, he has, he, he is, he is biased. Don't get me wrong, he is biased, but not in a bad way. Uh, him being biased is the fact that he does not like or use iPhones, and that's pretty much it. But other Android devices, he gives a fair shake. People like to say, he, well, he's a Samsung Knight. No, not really, you know. He uses LG, he uses HTC, he uses any other Android device that he feels like he, he wants to, you know. Um, but, you know, people went to his video when he was talking about the Samsung Galaxy S10 Plus, I believe it was, and how, you know, the, the in-display fingerprint sensor wasn't always working for him. Like, you know, maybe he, it would take him three, three tries to unlock it. And people were just flooding his comments like you're not doing it right or re-register the, the, you know, your fingerprint and it should work. You know, use all of your, all of your thumb, like go around the entire sensor with your thumb, make sure it gets every area, go, go halfway down your thumb. Like people don't really think about it. If you have to do all that to get something that should work the way it's supposed to work, if you have to do extra, then it's not a win. It's not a win. It needs more development and will take more time. You know, for Google, if they're going to pull this off, they're going to have to make sure that their, their fingerprint sensor on the display is going to be way faster than that of the Galaxy S10 and the OnePlus 7 Pro and any other device that has an in-display fingerprint sensor. They're going to have to make sure it's quicker and faster. Otherwise, it's just going to be another reason for... Other people out there to trash on the Pixel phones once again. And so that's pretty much it for this episode. I do appreciate you guys for coming in. Those who took the time to listen on whatever publication you listen to podcasts on. I really appreciate it. Uh, give me a follow for more uh, tech news and things like that. Uh, rants, discussions, whatever that I do here on the podcast. I really appreciate that. Um, and yes, if you guys want to follow me on YouTube then you definitely can um, just look up for Aloha Android. That is my YouTube channel. And you guys can see the various videos that I post there as well. They're not as lively and colorful as it is here on the podcast. And that's just because I feel like I can li literally let go here on the podcast itself and just really be myself and just talk and um, with no rules or anything like that. So, um, yeah, thanks again so much, everybody. Have a great night. And as always, Aloha.